Welcome to the um, Welfare and Warfare podcast um, that we're doing, just thinking about how to specifically, you know, look after ourselves as believers, keep ourselves in a, in a good place, which I guess on the face of it can, can sound a little bit, a bit selfish, you know, but if you just think about it for a moment, it's, it's really not. Um, the, whole, the whole purpose of life is, is Jesus. The Bible says all things were made by him. And for him, that's for that. That is true for the whole of creation. All things are his. All things made by him. All things made for him. He is the meaning of life. Um, as believers, we've realised that we've we've been we've been made alive to that truth as we've been born again, and we get it, and we realise it's not about us anymore, and we realise that really, you know, our lives are to be offered up in light of all of his mercy and kindness towards us, in light of his generosity towards us is is covenant love that he's lavished on us and grace and all of that that we are to the only reasonable response is to offer ourselves as living sacrifices which is that's that is our reason that is our reasonable response that is our worship to give ourselves to him so that's that is how we that's the main framework for our lives really um so looking after ourselves is that we might serve him more fruitfully, it's that we might honour and glorify him. We're not the end goal in it. It's not just well-being for the sake of well-being, well-being so I feel better. We are never the end goal. It's really interesting if you read the first chapter of Ephesians and it talks about all the amazing blessings that we have in Christ, but it always says, to the praise of his glory, just so that we realise that the end goal isn't that I've been adopted, that I've been cleansed, that I've been foreknown and chosen before the foundation of the world as wonderful as those things are they go somewhere where they go is to the praise of his glory he is the end goal and so in that sense as believers if we're thinking about looking after ourselves as believers it's that we might be in the best possible shape to serve him to glorify and honor his name to um to to shine out his image and so it's really important that we that we that we get it right that we have our, our thinking right on it so today particularly want to focus in on the idea of sabbath rest and just think about that there's so much to say on it i mean wow 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 it's it's pretty hip at the moment in christian circles to talk about sabbath it, it's it's definitely come around and is and it, it is in vogue um but it's ever so important that we understand it right from a good theological perspective so that we uh, don't find ourselves getting into something that we that, that really is not going to bring life um, but that we approach sabbath in a, in a way that really is kind of through gospel lenses um, and we get that right so um, we'll start at, at creation because obviously that's where we first get this idea if you like of this sanctified day um, it's a fascinating thing so we hear the account of creation the six days of uh, creative work that the lord did uh, and then we are told that um, when we get to um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And then when the people of Israel are rescued from Egypt, delivered by God's mighty hand, and, and, and are given the laws, part of their covenant with him. He, he refers back to uh, this account when he sets up the Sabbath as one of the key ten things they've really got to prioritise and, and make sure. 
um, that they that they that they observe and that they keep it and at, on the pains of death. I mean, it's a really, really, it's a really big deal. Um, so thinking about it from that perspective, really, we've got something I, I find fascinating in, in in the account of creation. Is 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 that we know that we know that days have a cosmological cosmological significance, months have a cosmological significance, years have a cosmological significance. What I mean by that is is that they are tied to the the heavens. They're tied to the to to the movements of the of the planets and all of these things. There's a rhythm built into cosmology, built into the the you know our solar system and uh, and, and all of that that is connected and that's why a day is a day um you know in terms of the 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 the, the, the spinning the spinning of the earth that's why you know the, the a year in terms of um you know the the earth orbit in the sun the, the month in terms of the lunar month it's all tied in not so the week not so the week that there is no um, cosmological significance to the week, which is why our calendars in some ways are, are a bit of a mess. You've got this weekly system and this monthly system and they don't tie up, which, which is why, you know, you have, you know, uh, you know, a month is like four and a half weeks or four weeks and three days or however it, however it kind of works out. And um, so it's really interesting that, that we've got this thing called a week that God introduces and says, here, here is a passage of time that I am creating a rhythm of a rhythm of work and rest that is that is to serve really you. It's to, it's for your good. Um, he models it himself. We know he doesn't need to rest, but he models it himself, and that it's for it's for our good. That comes through as we as we go through the teaching of the scriptures on Sabbath. That it's that that work six days and rest on one. Stop. Stop! <laughs> Stop on that one day. Um, resist the temptation to keep producing. Resist the temptation to keep doing. Resist the temptation to keep creating. Resist the temptation to keep working. Stop. Rest. Recover. Be replenished. Um, and, and, and God is really serious about this. And I, I think that there's, there's such wisdom in it, such extraordinary wisdom in it we can in our unbelief be so prone can't we so prone to um, not trusting God and that can manifest in overwork it can manifest in not 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 you know <clears throat> not stopping because we, we don't trust that God's got it we somehow feel like everything hangs on our activity our productivity our ingenuity our creativity um, and so on and so on and so on. Um, is there something really deeply, profoundly helpful in this idea of the Sabbath? Where God says, no, you've got to stop. I want you to stop. I want you to rest. I want you to trust that when you come back to your work, um, not, nothing, would have, nothing would have been hindered or ruined or damaged or destroyed. And you yourself will have fresh energy. To give yourself to your work. Isn't it interesting that Adam and Eve's first day was the day of rest. First full day. They were created on day six. Their first full day, the first experienced day of mankind made in God's image was the seventh day. The day of rest is how they, how they started their week. They started in a place of rest. Uh, so it's just, it's, there's so, much, so many things in there that we can draw on uh, 
from it. Not only this, but as you read through the, 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 the Exodus sort of narrative of Israel coming out of Egypt and, you know, the, the, there's a couple of reasons for, for in, in different um, parts of the Bible. You know, in Exodus, it's about, it's about, you know, God saying, look, you know, uh, I rested on the seventh day and so are you. He points back to creation. But then in Deuteronomy chapter 5, he says, because I want you to remember that I brought you out. I delivered you from Egypt. You've been delivered. You've been rescued. And really what he's saying there, he's, he's saying you were under oppression. You were forced to, forced to labour continuously under an oppressive yoke. And I brought you out from that. I don't want you to... I don't want you to live in that way. So part, almost part of your salvation, if you like, is linked in with being able to trust and rest and live in a different way where it's not morning, it's morning, noon and night, every day of the week, labour, labour, work. But there's a, there's a sense in which you build rest into your, into your lives as my people. And so it's really important. It's like I say on the pains of death, you know, um, because it was like a manifestation of just unbelief and unfaithfulness to God that you, you just didn't, you know, you didn't trust that the, 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 that the Lord was good, that he was providing something in it and that you had to be God almost in terms of making it happen. I tell you, we have to really watch this, this spirit in us where we, we, we kind of think deep down, I've got to make everything happen. Um, I'm not promoting passivity by any means, but this kind of restlessness, this kind of urge to kind of make make life happen is it really lacks humility and lacks an, a, a, a deep awareness of the presence and and the uh, uh, the nearness and the involvement and activity of the, the living god so it's a really big deal so so then when we sort of then fast forward through and we get to to the new testament we find jesus in all kinds of trouble with the religious leaders over this issue of the sabbath he's always getting himself in hot water um around it and he, but he ends up saying some wonderful things about it that really help us see the heart of um the heart of what what what, what god is getting at he says things like that you know the sabbath was not made the man was not made for sabbath but the sabbath was made for man you know it's, it's because you see um it had become it had become a religious institution, which it, it was no longer understood that this was a blessing, but it was just something which, which, which became something else they were enslaved to. We've got to keep the Sabbath, you know. And as a result, they wouldn't want to see people being healed because it was the Sabbath. You know, they wouldn't want to see people receiving mercy and kindness because it was the Sabbath. You think they totally lost the heart of it. Jesus says, no, no, we're not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made for man. It's something that God gave to mankind for our good, for our well-being, for our, for our restoration. You know, we all need moments in life of big restoration, whether that's a, some kind of surgery for physical restoration or maybe a sabbatical time away from work. You know, But there is this ongoing plan for weekly restoration. And it's really interesting. I, I remember that there were there have been times in the past where I've looked at Jesus saying, you know, I'm always the father's always working and I'm always working. And I've sort of thought oh, I'm always going to work then, you know, because we're going to we're going to sort of follow Jesus's example. And, um, you know, without getting into all the whys and the wherefores of that, I, I do feel I had a really helpful moment uh, where where uh, rather than putting myself in the shoes of Jesus, instead putting myself in the shoes of the guy with the withered hand, 
who was healed on the Sabbath and say, maybe when I'm thinking about rest and restoration, maybe, maybe, maybe Jesus is, uh, hear what I'm saying here, but maybe in this instance, you know, Jesus is, is not my pattern so much as the, I'm the guy on the receiving end of the need who needs Jesus. You know, that's a, a healthier way of understanding this, that actually, you know, there are so many bits about me that just get withered <laughs> so easily and become unusable uh, and become dry that, that when, I, when I take a day off, which I'll speak about in, when we get to the application at the end, but when I do that, um, at the end of the work week or the beginning of the work week, however you want to see it, that's really the image that I live with, that uh, I'm, I'm just letting the Lord restore me here. I'm letting the Lord just minister to me so I can serve him well, so I can be in good shape for the long haul. It's very helpful. It keeps you from diving into family admin or this, or we got to-do lists and all of that. You say, no, it's not about that. This isn't about that, you know. I think if you're going to have a two-day weekend, I think have one of those days for family admin stuff. You just got to do. You got to. All of us have to-do lists. Get to the post office, go shopping. You know, there's stuff we've got to do. But have one of the other the other days where you just no, oh, no, Lord, I'm just I'm just looking for you to. I'm just going to rest. I'm going to rest. That's what I'm going to do. And to keep those lines clear, not in a legalistic way at all, but because you go, no, you know what? This is going to be. A, this is going to be a day of of delight. A day of God-centered delight uh, and enjoying the blessings of God and, and the richness that God brings. And, um, you know, we know that the Mosaic law was, was something that God um, brought in, was, a, was, was part of the covenant, Mosaic covenant, God with, the, with, the, with ethnic Israel. And um, I wholeheartedly, you know, believe that the, the Bible teaches that the Mosaic covenant whether you're a Jew or whether you are a Gentile, has come to an end, that we are not. And so no one is under that covenant, that no one is under the Mosaic, the Mosaic law. And so, and, and, and you know, all of the things like the Sabbath, really, really what they're pointing to is, is Christ, is, is Jesus Christ. The, the truest, the truest fulfilment of Sabbath is Jesus Christ. I mean, I think there's this scripture that we all love, which is... Um, uh, Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. There it is. It's that idea of rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then we often finish reading there because it's the end of a chapter, but he goes straight into Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. The man with the withered hand being healed on the Sabbath. Straight into all of that. It's deliberate. Matthew's done it deliberately, I'm sure. Because the idea is, is that we're saying if you really want to talk about Sabbath rest at its heart, it's about being joined to Jesus. That's at its heart. But before you get talking about days of the week, having a rest once a week, before any of that, the deepest rest any of us experience, the true Sabbath rest, the substance, the body of Sabbath rest, everything else is a shadow compared to the Sabbath rest that we find through having our sins forgiven and being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Everything else is a shadow pointing to that. Without that, you can take as many days as, uh, a week uh, off a week to rest without knowing that sins forgiven, justified by grace, adopted into the family of God, the gospel, the 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 the, the, the atoning 
sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf, his life, death, his resurrection for us. Without knowing that, there is no real deep rest. That is the foundation of Sabbath. That's what it's all about. Colossians 2 says, don't let anyone judge you. Let's, let's make sure I don't quote it wrong. I don't paraphrase it. Colossians uh, chapter 2, very clear, very um if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Um, I think I've chosen, I've chosen the wrong verse. Sorry, where were we? Here we go. A few verses before. Chapter 2, verse 16. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink or with regards to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. There is shadow. There it is. It's clear Bible teaching. It's, it's, the substance of all of this thing is is Jesus, and 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 living daily in fellowship with Him should mean that there's a deep rest because we trust Him, and um, and we know that He has prepared eternal rest for us. That there is eternal rest being prepared for us. Hallelujah. Where we will fully and completely rest from our labors where where we where we will just know the, the perfection of face-to-face fellowship with the lord no more sin no more tears no more sadness no more curse no more death no, none of that none of that no more anxieties about the future no more coronavirus no more stress about vaccines when can i have one should i have one all all of that gone no more family strife no more loss grief Hallelujah. That's all, all bought for us at the cross. So that's really the heart of all true, all true Sabbath teaching. But then I do think it's worth, you know, just zoning in on this idea of, of rhythm of life and what, what, okay, so number one, if you're a Gentile, you were never in the Mosaic covenant anyway. But number two, if you're a Jew or a Gentile, that covenant has come to an end. Um, it's been made obsolete. Um, as we talk, as we as we read about in the in the book of Hebrews, because there's a new covenant, a better covenant has come to us in Jesus. This new high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, not on a Levitical line, but according to the line of Melchizedek. All of that, these amazing truths that we read about in the book of Hebrews. So we we get that. But then you go, okay. So, but we've got creation. Is 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 there is there some wisdom in in this? For us, is there is there wisdom in this idea of this 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 day a week to rest? You know, I really do think there is. I think that it hits so many of our buttons in terms of trust, mistrust, unbelief, pride, um, the way we treat others. Um, you know, if you're an employer, the way do you, I just think there's something that that goes on there. Um, oppression and, and justice, restoration, um, that, that is absolutely profound. And, and, and I think, you know, for years I would just say, Jesus is my, Jesus is my Sabbath rest. That's the end of it. There's nothing more, there's nothing more to say. And, and, and I, wasn't, I wasn't very well disciplined at all when it came to days off. Um, all the lines were blurred. There, 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 was no, there was no healthy rhythm. And, you know, it caught up with me. It really caught up with me in a big way. Uh, and I had to make some really, really big decisions. And now, when I was living like that, I don't think I was ever not right with God. I think I was totally justified in Christ. And, you know, all, I don't think I was, I, there was any sort anything that I wasn't kind of 
I'm not under anything that, that I wasn't doing. But I do think I was foolish. I will say that. I think I was foolish. I think I was uh, unable to... It was, it, was, it was ungodly issues in my heart were driving that rhythm of life. You know, an underlying anxiety uh, about, um, you know, um, whether it's comparing myself with others, just trying to do more than everyone else, you know. Uh, that underlying anxiety that's un- unhealthy, that um, lack of, of of confidence to be able to just know that I'm, if I, you know, if I'm having a day where I'm literally just, I'm resting in the Lord, that I'm just as right with God, that, you know, that there's wisdom in it, that, that God is affirming that, that it's okay to just to delight in His, in His goodness and in His kindness. You know, that's that's that that these are, th- they hit issues in me, ungodliness. Issues of mistrust and anxiety that really, really needed to be kind of um, knocked on the head. And, um, you know, I'm like, what am I now? I'm probably about a year and a few months into a very different, a very different rhythm. And I can say, number one, before I say anything else, it's all about Jesus. (laughs) None of this makes any sense without Jesus. Knowing him, walking with him, he's the substance. Absolutely. There's no great you know having a day a day off in the week uh, is not is not something you do to gain a favor or anything of the sort but you avail yourself of the wisdom of god i think in those moments you avail yourself i think it's a really helpful way to kind of um you know understand a lot of these kinds of commands that, that come our way in the Old Testament, you know, you, to, to number one, look, where's Jesus in this? Where did, how does this get me to him? And then number two, where, is there some wisdom here? Just some application of wisdom. If I sort of just look at what's going on here, you know, not as a law, but as wisdom. Is there just something here? And, I, you know, I just think there really is. We are physical beings. We tire. We, we run out of energy. Um if we're working hard, which all of us, I would, I would, you know, unless we've got serious health problems or something, like that, all of us as a as a as a as a as a principle should be working hard. It's good to work hard and to be creative and productive. These are really great things. So I'm assuming that we're doing that as believers. We've got a good work ethic. We're not skiving. We're not skipping off. So you know, there's we're giving ourselves whatever kind of work we got. If it's physical, we're giving ourselves physically to our to our work, if it's mental, or if it's more, more involves mental, creative energy, that we're giving ourselves. So there's a good tiredness, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the week. There's a, there's a healthy kind of tiredness. I'm assuming that as the backdrop. And I'll say, as a result, you know, we get tired. There's, there is, we, we, we don't live in a perfect world. There's associated pressures and toil that come with work. Um, even if you're out of work and you're looking for work, there's, a, there's even a toil in that. There's a, there's a, there's a lot going on. In that we, you know, we are, we we need replenishing. We need replenishing, and you know, I just think that it's ever so, ever so important that all of us take this seriously. And here's maybe I'll wrap things up with an illustration. Um, it's something. It's a simple illustration, but I think it's really helpful. You know, if you've ever driven a car on a full tank of petrol, or a car on you know, close to empty, um, it, it feels the same. It doesn't feel any different. It's not until you hit, you know, you really hit empty that suddenly the, scar, the car starts to sputter 
you know, and um, and 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 eventually just won't go on, and and then often you find, you know, that that you know that that that's, you know, you're stranded somewhere. You know, how did I get here? Uh, and I think sometimes we can just keep going and going and going. We say, well, I'm fine. Actually, I feel fine. So we don't listen to wisdom. We say, no, I feel fine, so it's fine. But actually, you're very, very close to empty. Um, because I think it's like that sometimes, you know. You don't know you're empty until you're empty. And when you're empty, like, that's not a good place to be. If any of you have been there, I mean, that's not a good place to be. If things can really begin to unravel in emotionally in your mind things can physically things can really can take you a while to to get back you can find yourself a bit stranded you think, how did i get here you ran on empty and you know we don't need to and i do think we've got to take this into account you know we we go from one thing to another one zoom call to another zoom call we go here on our way there we're talking to this person or we're listening to that thing because i think if you just try to Try to put yourself in back into the sort of biblical times. You know, they would travel from here to here. It would take you days to get there. Um, you wouldn't be, your phone wouldn't be pinging every minute, sending your mind in this direction and that direction. Now, you know, obviously we're all, um, you know, we all become kind of um, accustomed to the age that we that we live in. You know, so I think if you fast forwarded someone like the Apostle Paul into this day and age, you know, he'd be utterly utterly disorientated we've grown up in it so it's not exactly like that but i do think that that we need to just be aware of the impact our kind of lifestyle can have on your mind on your soul really or just on your inner life um you know so on 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 the, on the day off you know the, the phone is hardly touched hardly used you know normally i'd have to often have to recharge my phone Again, by the evening, how much I've used it, whether it's mostly for work, but other other stuff, just fiddling, you know, fiddling around, not on the, not on my day off. It will it will often be, you know, in the ninety percent still. By the end of the day, I needed it to quickly find something or you know, whatever I don't know. But generally speaking, I don't go near it um, when I'm doing it well, which is most of the time. And it just it's just like pressing reset. Uh, it's just like pressing reset, and um, you know I don't cram those days. I don't I don't put jobs and tasks. So on that day, I don't put jobs and tasks on that day. Everything I do on that day, I'm looking for it to have a, replen- a replenishing na- um, characteristic to it. Now, you know there's different seasons of life. There's seasons of life if you're looking after a family member who's poorly, maybe an elderly parent, or maybe you've got young kids. You know, or or maybe you're just you're 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 committed to someone, and you know it's not it's not straightforward. I recognise life is complicated, and it's not always straightforward. But there's a there's principles that we can embrace and apply for the long term, and and it, it might mean that they get somewhat somewhat disturbed here and there in different seasons. I get that, but I think to radically embrace the principle of. Uh, of you know that that wise weekly rhythm i think it i think it's i think i really you know cannot commend that enough and encourage us to do so and um uh, like me hopefully you will experience those withering parts of you being refreshed and renewed in the lord okay god bless